0: Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire, and with us, Mr. Jake Frejo, resident expert in radical Islamic terrorism. Jake, welcome to the show.
1: Good morning, Max. Thank you.
0: I like the hair. You no know, hat today. I like I like the hair. Thank so you. It's good to see you the, without the hat, the hat on.
1: The hat is a, a, a camouflage mechanism. Sometimes and I for everyone
0: that. listening to the audio version, Jake has a... A great do this morning, so if, if if that is incentive for you to to head over and watch us on video, make sure you check us out. We go live uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, blushing. So if you if you haven't already checked out the video version, do that. But also do subscribe to the audio version. All those links are in the description. So I've been out <clears throat> with COVID. Again, as I mentioned yesterday, two negative tests, one positive test. I don't know what that means, but I still have a cough lingering (laughs) Uh, six days later. So not a whole lot of respiratory viruses going around in Hawaii right now other than COVID. So most likely what I got. But then again, as I said yesterday, if if we're playing schoolyard rock, paper, scissors rules, I guess two negative tests beats one positive test. Um, But while I was kind of on the mend... There was a hostage situation in Texas and it got resolved, but it's been crazy, Jake, to see the left, to see the media, how they have tried to paint an Islamist terror attack, which is what it was, as something else, as an issue of gun violence, as an issue dealing with um, anti-Semitism. They're trying to call it anything but Islamist terror. And it's been very interesting to watch. And and I got little bits of this information while I was recuperating. And to see it still being pushed as this is anti-Semitism, this is white supremacy, it just blows my mind.
1: You know what they say, if it walks like a Nazi, talks like a Nazi, it's probably a Nazi unless it uh, breaks the democratic narrative. So then then it's everything but that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I I was trying to pull it. They've been scrubbing it from the Internet. It's incredible. Dana Nessel, um, she is the attorney general from Michigan. She was on, I believe, either MSNBC or CNN. And I thought I had a clip for it, but they're taking it down everywhere you can find it. She was on television when this was all going down. And she blamed the hostage attack, hostage taking on white supremacy. I mean, this is an elected official, one of the most powerful elected officials in the state of Michigan, blaming white supremacy for a foreign national taking hostages in a synagogue. It just – there's no truth to this. And, and they get away with it. They just keep getting away with it because we let them. I, I mean, <laughs> this is just so devoid of actual fact. H- well, how do you we call have- –
1: We have dozens of foreign national
0: taking hostages. How do you how do you call that white supremacy?
1: We we have dozens of instances of actual anti-Semitic hate crimes uh, over the past few years, yet those get swept under the rug. Uh, New York, New York specifically. uh, I pulled up a bunch of stuff on New York, but anytime there's actually a legitimate uh, anti-Semitic hate crime that doesn't meet the narrative, they label it with mental illness or, you know, the, the individual was suffering, yeah. like a guy, James Polite, was suffering from some kind of mental illness or, you know, he was disturbed. Not that he was actually just a disgusting, hateful human being. Uh, and some of them, which we'll get into later, one of them, uh, Mr. Polite actually uh, interned for, for the Obama administration. Great irony of it is he uh, he worked uh, specifically on uh, anti-hate crime uh, agendas right and then he staged one himself
0: so if we go to my screen mr producer the man now being accused because he is still accused until he's convicted if we put up my screen it should be up and ready to go um the man being accused of taking these hostages, he goes by the name of malik faisal akram not the typical white supremacist name
1: Correction, Max. He is no longer accused. He is dead. So, okay.
0: oh yeah, sorry, one, sorry. one sec on the comp screen. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they smoked him. Um, he, he's dead. But Malik Faisal Akram, can we get that up on the screen? Oh, uh, one sec. Okay, he is 44 year old British national, and I should I should have remembered he was smoked. I was sleeping <laughs> when when that was all going down. A foreign national. He came into the United States a month ago. A month ago, he has a lengthy criminal history. I think he was in prison for something like ten years. So this foreign national—I've I, I, seen some people say he was Palestinian, but he was a British national—comes into the United States a month a month ago, and takes hostages at this Flor at this uh, Texas synagogue, demanding the release of a convicted terrorist. And this is the guy, Malik <laughs> Faisal Akram. This is apparently the face of white supremacy in this country. I mean, wh- <laughs> I just I, I can't believe it. Maybe maybe you guys all like like had a big laugh about this while I was on COVID sick bay, but I still can't believe that this guy is being presented as the face of white supremacy. They're saying Jake, and we have clips of this. They're saying that he was radicalized by anti-semitic
1: language oh, i thought they were yeah, saying like Fox or something
0: and, and listen uh, anyone who's truly anti-semitic anyone who truly thinks that jews are lesser it's a, that's an abominable way of thinking right anti-semitism has no place here on this show and it should have no place anywhere in this country but to think that someone flies into the country is here for one month and in one month malik faisal akram gets radicalized by white supremacy to yeah. go and advocate for the release of an al-qaeda terrorist that is it's just laughable on its face
1: so yeah what they're right? saying is he he escaped you know he fled or left the middle east right ends up in in the uk which is where they're all going uh you know for the past 10 years that's been the problem france and the uk has been dealing with is that all of their politicians let these uh, extremists in under uh, some uh, humanitarian refugee you know, program, but you know the Middle East wasn't radical enough for him, so he went to the UK. The UK wasn't radical enough for him, so he said, "You know where I need to go? Texas. Texas. Will, the people of Texas will finally understand my hateful anti-Semitic ways. We go to Texas, and that's what they do."
0: The Biden administration will not talk about how he was let in. Apparently he has tried he to to the United States before. Well no, how he was like approved. Apparently he had tried to fly into the United States before and he was denied because of his lengthy criminal history. The Biden administration let him in. I mean, that is that's the topic that should be the topic of conversation. This guy flew into the United States. Apparently he lived in a homeless shelter after he got here. Um, so he didn't have means. He wasn't here on vacation. It's pretty obvious that he wasn't here to resettle or 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 do anything legitimate and in a month he 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 launches this terror attack and, and he was uh, in all play... he was on all Go these ahead.
1: lists too like I, I don't know if you found the part where he was uh, he I5 knew him banned from a court in the UK because he had for some reason he had to appear in court in the UK and went off on some screed about 9/11 right and so once again FBI. Just like the teachers unions, when that kid that uh, kid recently shot up, you know, shot four kids dead. Uh, multiple options, opportunities to step in and do something about it, but uh, it's too valuable for them to do something about it because it, 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 it goes along with the narrative they seek to push. And so, you know, they they, they get they get a a red flag on these people like put them to put them to the front. Let's get let's let's put them to work. Let's give them the opportunity. Let's look the other way. Let's let them get a gun. Let's let them into the country because we'll use it to our advantage. We'll use it to push our false
0: narrative. Yeah. So anyone who didn't follow this, we have a little clip of Sky News in the UK covering it. Miss Russo, let's play cut one.
2: So the FBI, having identified the man killed after taking hostages at the Texas Synagogue, as 44-year-old British national, Malik Faisal Akram, uh, has shed more light on it than the British have. When asked about the hostage situation, a British Foreign Office spokesman said, we are aware of the death of a British man in Texas and are in contact with the local authorities, uh, short but sweet, not giving very much information at all. The Foreign Office refused to answer any other questions about the hostage-taker. And the UK is also in touch with the US authorities and is supporting their investigations. Uh, and as you heard there from the FBI, there are discussions between the UK, Israel, and of course the US over this. Uh, though they wouldn't say so, British authorities will now be working to understand exactly how the UK came to export violent anti-Semites to America. and they'll checking out his identity, working out what they knew about him previously, whether he was on any watch lists already, uh, whether he had connections in extremist organizations anywhere else in the world, in the U.K. or the U.S., and plenty more besides. Uh, But certainly it seems for now all we know is that it was a British man who carried out that 12-hour hostage situation in the synagogue in Texas. We now know his name, and as that has been released, we will slowly, no doubt, learn more about him as uh, time goes on.
0: Going to learn more about him as time goes on. I mean, I, I feel like we already know everything we need let's to know. Let's not jump to
1: conclusions, her. Max.
0: Yeah, let's not jump to conclusions. A, a, a Middle Eastern man flies into the United States one month after he lands here. He takes a bunch of hostages at a synagogue demanding the release of a convicted Al Qaeda terrorist. No, we cannot jump to conclusions what his motive was. And this is what really got me. This is what woke me out of my COVID slumber. Then the FBI came out and proclaimed that they didn't know what his singular issue was. They knew that he had a singular issue, but they couldn't actually verify that it was anything to do with with Judaism or anything to do with with the synagogue. They wouldn't say what his issue was. Now, listen, I feel like we're in a time warp because this is what used to happen under the Obama administration. There'd be a terrorist attack. A guy would literally say, Allahu Akbar shoot a bunch of people, and then the FBI would say, motive unclear. Yes, (laughs) I I mean, this was this was the 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 bit for the Obama administration. And under Trump, it changed. They started actually telling people what their motives were. But now under Biden, they're right back to say, oh, no, we, we, we don't know. We don't know why the guy screamed Allahu Akbar and killed a bunch of people. Motive unclear. Here this headline
1: not- this headline alone sorry to interrupt this headline alone is is it summarizes all of it with info scarce u.s authorities jewish groups yeah. differ on texas attackers motives fbi declares yeah. gunman singularly focused biden says he had multiple agendas reform movement on terrorist right yes reform movement sure targeting of synagogue was anti-semitism but synagogue itself says it was random it's like that yeah, meme we're, where spider mans really just pointing. All the Spider-Man yeah, are pointing yeah. at each other. <laughs> Whose yeah. fault, you know? Um, but it's cle- unclear as of. Wait, yet. who said it's random? This uh, uh, the, the, the synagogue, synagogue said it's random. The synagogue said it was random. Oh,
0: it could have been anyway. He he, he could he could have taken hostage at a Dairy Queen for all we know.
1: Yeah, I I, mean, I said just, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. You know. Yeah,
0: the guy flies to the United States, goes all the way to Texas to take hostages at a synagogue when he's an Islamist. No, no, that's purely coincidental, purely coincidental. He could have walked into anywhere. Here is the clip of the FBI literally bending over backwards not to say what his motive was. Yeah. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut number two. Uh,
3: we, we, we do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue uh, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community, uh, but we're continuing to work to find motive and, and we will continue on that path. In terms of the resolution of the incident, uh, the, sh- the hostage-taker is deceased. He is singularly
0: focused on one issue, but we cannot confirm what that issue is, and we do not think it had anything to do with the Jewish community. Yeah, you're right. When, the, when a Palestinian guy takes hostages in a synagogue, has nothing to do with religion, has nothing to do with faith, has nothing to do with that, he's just per- having a bad day, it's just random, Jake.
1: Furthermore, we also have a quote by the FBI agent. I love the FBI. They're fantastic people. Uh, FBI Special Agent Matthew DeSarno was not speaking off the cuff on Saturday when he commented on the motive of the gunman who initiated an 11-hour hostage crisis at Congregation Beth Israel. Yep. Uh, quote, we do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue, and it was not specifically yeah. related to the Jewish community. Not specifically yeah. related. So I'll get into, after this, I'll get into the quote of Miss Siddiqui, the woman he was uh, lobbying for. He said at a briefing near the U.S. synagogue from which the final three of four hostages managed to exit unharmed. The remarks surprised some of the reporters present, who again inquired about the attacker's motive later on in the press conference. Now, Miss Sadiki, she's she's a wonderful uh, we have so, a
0: picture of her. Why don't we put up image ten? This is her when she was at, I believe, MIT.
1: Yeah, she's wonderful. Uh, so note that all the articles talking about her make uh, an emphasis on the fact that she was a neuroscientist. So she's a respectable white collar terrorist. So you know there <laughs> is, is some crazy. <laughs> there is some uh, attempt of redemption uh, with the media they introducing her. her. Let's welcome Ms. Siddiqui, neuroscientist and hobbyist uh, domestic terrorist or terrorists that tried killing uh, U.S. officers in Afghanistan. They caught her
0: in Afghanistan with notes about how they're going to blow up different buildings in New York. They caught her in a plot to kill government officials in Afghanistan. They arrested her. They questioned her in a black site with FBI agents and special forces there. She grabbed one of the American officers' guns, M4 rifle, and started shooting at the American agents, trying to kill them. Here's another. And they say she's innocent. And they say he, she's innocent.
1: Here's another good article to reinforce the fact that this was not motivated, right? You know, he comes in there and, and, and saying to release her, but her claims a uh, Texas attacker sought release of Aifia, whatever, Siddiqui. I, AFIA. Afia sorry, uh, who blamed Israel, <laughs> Israel, under, underscore Israel, Israel, it's your fault, for her jailing. Neuroscientist is serving 86 years in U.S. for trying to shoot American soldiers in Afghanistan, didn't want, quote, Zionist Jews in jury at trial, said they should be genetically tested. Do you see that? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I oh. did.
0: I mean, it's... <laughs>
1: So we got those, we got that going, we got the fact that it's a synagogue, we, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's compelling that this was a, uh, uh, not an anti-Semitic attack, but what do I know?
0: So she's in 86 years in prison, and she was convicted, she wasn't convicted for trying to plot a terrorist attack, she was convicted for literally trying to murder American officials who were questioning her trying to murder them picked up a rifle and fired at them in a room like that 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 evidence was presented to a grand jury they got an indictment it was presented before a jury in New York and she was convicted
1: but she is an nurse
0: she's a terrorist she's a terrorist and here's the crazy part they say that oh it's white supremacy white supremacy is what drove him to do this. Miss Producer, if we put up Image 8, this is from CARE. CARE is a fantastic organization. Um, not really. They pretty much <laughs> support terrorism. But here is CARE National, their statement on the um, hostage taking at the synagogue. They say, bismillah. We strongly condemn the hostage-taking at Congregation Beth Israel in Coleyville, Texas. This latest anti-Semitic attack on Jewish Americans worshipping at a synagogue is an act of pure evil. We stand in solidarity with the Jewish community, and we pray that law enforcement is able to swiftly and safely free the hostages. We are in contact with local community leaders to learn more and provide any assistance that we can. They say that him demanding the release of... This woman, Siddiqui, who is known as Lady Al-Qaeda. Lady Al-Qaeda is her nickname. Hmm. The the demand of her release is pure evil. Here's the problem. If we take that image down, put up image number nine. Care has publicly and unapologetically demanded Afia Siddiqui her release. Oh, Linda Sarsour. She's wonderful, too. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's an old tweet from Care National. Tonight at 7.30 p.m., our Texas chapter, will be holding a Facebook Live discussion with Linda Sarsour and Marwa El-Biali on the campaign to free Afia Siddiqui. I wonder what
1: Louis Farrakhan so, would have to say.
0: They're trying to release Lady Al-Qaeda. This guy takes it into his own hands to try and release Lady Al-Qaeda. And they say that he is being pushed by anti-Semitism. No, he is being pushed by organizations like CARE to believe that this terrorist who literally tried to murder U.S. officials in Afghanistan. Like, it's not even disputed. Tried to murder them. But they say, no, you know what actually radicalized him, Jake? The skinheads in America. They're they what radicalized him. You see, the, everyone knows that the skinheads really want Lady Al Qaeda released from prison. Right, they
1: didn't and, know and that. That's what I said. He left. He left the Middle East to go to the UK to come here because even the Taliban, even you know the the extremists of the Middle East, could not match the level that he could learn from our own domestic homegrown white supremacist terrorists. So, you know, when when you have terror cells shedding their people into the United States to learn our ways, you know, kind of a compliment, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've, I've never known a white supremacist who has gone out on a limb to get Lady Al Qaeda released from prison. That's what care does. As that's not, that's not you're, that's not what your local white supremacist biker gang is doing. I mean, this is just, none of this is real, but this is what the narrative that, this is the narrative they have created. And I want to show you Joe Biden, because Joe Biden decided that he was gonna blame guns and white supremacy. Mr. Bruce, let play cut number three.
3: Part of Texas the synagogue. I spoke this morning with the attorney general and uh, he get a rundown on, he said there was overwhelming cooperation with the local authorities and the fbi and and uh they did one hell of a job this was an act of terror this was an act of terror and it not only was uh related to someone who had been arrested i might add 15 years ago and been in jail for 10 years the ideas of something new uh and uh they did just a great job i also told him that i wanted to make sure we got the word out to synagogues and, and places of worship that we're not going to tolerate this, that we have this capacity to deal with assault on particularly the anti-Semitism that has grown up. And so, uh, and I'll be talking with, uh, I put a call into the rabbi. We miss one another on the way up here. And, uh, but they should rest assured that we are focused. We are focused. The Attorney General is focused on making sure that we I pause it. Pause it. Back. And uh, thank God,
0: thank God this is horseshit because he let the guy into the country. So when he says like, we're, we're, we're not going to take this, like we're not gonna, he's letting these people into the country. When you get rid of the, the extreme vetting and you're letting people into the country, he's talking about this guy's prison sentence as if it wasn't his own administration that was supposed to look through his records and decide whether he can come in or not. I mean, they, he's, he's acting like it wasn't his administration that missed the red flags. It's like, oh, we're, we're going to continue to work to make sure this doesn't happen. Then secure the border. Then make sure that terrorists are not coming into the country. This right. is entirely within his, his purview.
1: Right. And he says specific he- focus, you know, specific, you know, focus, uh, uh, p- putting resources to, you know, specific examples. Now, here's a perfect one. This came out in probably beginning of 2019 in New York. Mr. Producer, if you could pull up uh, image B2. So right after I was arrested for when Antifa jumped us and we, we beat him up. All of these random, like, anti-Semitic things started happening, and then the media jumped on them and said, this is all because of why we need to, you know, prosecute the hell out of these guys. Because it's, you know, the, the Proud Boys and Gavin McGuinness you know, they're running around causing all these hate crimes, and here's another example. Now, the, the funny thing about this story is uh, James Polite 26 faces multiple charges, including fourth-degree criminal mischief as a hate crime and second-degree aggravated harassment as a hate crime in connection with, an anti, uh, with anti-Semitic remarks found at the temple and fires set at several locations in Brooklyn hours later. On Thursday night, graffiti was found on four floors of the Union Temple in Brooklyn's Prospect Heights neighborhood, some of which said, quote, "...Hitler, quote, Jews be ready and die Jew rats, we are here," the New York Police Department said. You can pull that image, Mr. Producer. So this, this crime was exploded in the news because they— Can you take that down, Mr. Producer? Uh, this crime went unknown or, uh, un, you know, unaddressed uh, for about a week because they couldn't figure out who did it, but they, the headlines loved it. And this guy, they finally found uh, there was a, a video camera in a hallway in the synagogue that caught this guy— uh, you know, leaving the scene of the crime. Guess what color he was, Max?
0: Um, I'm going to say, what can Brown do for you?
1: Exactly. So he was actually a uh, former, uh, th- this is even, even better article. Uh, he was black, he was black, but I'm, I'm trying to find the article. He, uh, he had worked for white a, supremacist? Uh, a black white supremacist. Yes. Uh, okay, here we go. It's great. Uh, the suspect, charged with scrawling anti-Semitic graffiti inside a Brooklyn synagogue, has Jewish foster parents and was an intern for former city council speaker Christine Quinn, for whom he worked on initiatives to combat hate. As Elon Musk says, if one could die of irony, he would be dead. James Polite was busted Friday. So it was I- a
0: false flag. It, it was, was a, a false flag.
1: But it followed immediately after the fight that i was involved in in new york and they just rang the bell and blew the whistles that anti-semitism is all because of trump right and this is a guy uh that was actually employed by democratic offices police said saturday that polite 26 had also recently set a string of fires including it the closet in the closet of yeshiva beth hillel of williamsburg and smaller places in the trash outside other uh nearby jewish institutions now, they go into uh, uh, describe him, right? There's always damage control, just, you know, like uh, they open up talking about Siddiqui as a neuroscientist. They always give them the benefit of the doubt first. But if you're talking about a guy wearing a Trump hat, immediately they start with anti-Semitism yeah. hate crime. So uh, Quinn, the one he worked for, met Polite in 2008 at a gay pride parade or pride rally for Barack Obama. And was so impressed, she hired him as an intern on the spot, she told the outlet last year. The profile described Polite as a uh, gay, bipolar foster child of Jenny Levison, a member of Jews for Racial and Economic Justice. Again, the irony is unbearable. And Josh Waletsky, a Yiddish singer-songwriter. Their Prospect Park South house is across the park from the synagogue. Polite in this is like Smollett, right? This is exactly Smollett had to, yeah. you know, employ Black Americans or or, or, or Black men to commit uh, a, a hate crime. Uh, Polite intern for Quinn for several years working on initiatives to combat hate crime, sexual assault and domestic violence. Uh, Quinn's recommendation helped Polite get into Brandeis University in Waltham, Massachusetts, a university sponsored Brandeis? Set. Yeah, Brandeis, Brandeis. Yeah. Do you want there?
0: So the an- the an- the anti-semite went to Brandeis.
1: Yes, and you know, I mean that that Jewish if you parents.
0: were anti-Semitic, that would be the last place you would go.
1: <laughs> Listen, to this last year, polite created an alter ego, Abraham Ali, on Facebook, and in the early morning hours before Thursday uh, night synagogue vandalism, he spewed in a post, uh, "N word have no soul or conscience; they'll eat their own family before they do any kind." Of... I mean, the guy was unhinged, but. It's, it's, it's all a facade. It was all staged and they just used uh, verifiable leads of people that are uh, ex- uh, uh, radicalized, right? And clearly deranged and like, yeah, no, no, let's get, let's get let's get that out of the picture. We need to find the white guy with the Trump hat uh, that's, you know, doing a Roman salute. Uh, but I've yet to see any of those, right? I have I, never actually met a white supremacist. Uh, much less a Klansman, right? You know, it's it seems to be kind of out of style at this point.
0: It is. It, it, it definitely is. I want to go back to the Biden clip. Um, so the one that we paused, that would be um, cut three, because he kept going. He actually blames, he tries to make this about gun control a little bit towards the end, Mr. Pruce. So let's, let's keep playing cut three. We have such professional
3: FBI, as well as uh, the local uh Cooperation, I was told, was incredible. It was seamless. So, I just want to let you know that. Okay? Mr.
2: President, how could this general, how could this man have gotten weapons? There, there's reports that he's only been in the country for a couple of Well, weeks.
3: allegedly, I, we I don't have all the facts, nor does the Attorney General. But allegedly, the assertion was he got the weapons on the street. He purchased them when he landed, and uh, and it turns out there apparently were no bombs that we know of. Uh, that you know, he said that there were bombs he had as well. <clears throat> but he, um, apparently he spent the first night in a homeless shelter. I don't have all the detail yet, so I'm reluctant to go into more much more detail. But, uh, and allegedly he purchased it uh, on the street. Now, what that means, I don't know. Whether he purchased it from an individual in a homeless shelter or a homeless uh, community or whether, because that's where he said he was.
1: Got it He's, from the streets. That guy's fading fast. He doesn't even know
0: where he is. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm watching that. You know what I'm I'm thinking right now? If the aliens came down today yes, and they invaded and they said, take me to your leader, how embarrassed would we all be to point to this guy? <laughs> like, can you imagine intelligent life in the universe? They come here. <laughs> take us to your leader. Oh, no. This is the guy. This we'll is be back Joe in a thousand
1: Biden. years. We don't want yeah. to see anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> They'd leave. They should be gone.
1: No, I always said they'd come down and be like, "What the hell is all this? Let's abduct Elon Musk and we'll take him, but we'll leave all we'll leave DC behind. We don't want to talk to them." I always thought they wanted they they'd take Musk, you know, for insight on their spacecraft or, or things like that. But definitely not that guy. So
0: he makes it about guns. He got it from the street, which is a private purchase, probably an illegal private purchase. He starts talking about how oh, he bought it in a homeless shelter. Mm. Listen, this probably under completely undermines the Democrat calls for gun control. They want universal background checks. They want all these little gun registrations. If a guy can fly into the country and buy a gun in a homeless shelter, then gun control <laughs> it's 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 pointless. Right. I mean, gun control, if there's any if there's any reason to have gun laws, it would be to stop someone like this. And truth be told, he cannot he could not go into a gun store and buy a gun. He cannot buy a gun legally. He had to buy a gun illegally. And he did it. So for them to make this about guns, when you hear the reporter saying, well, how did he get his weapons? You hear all I the different, gun laws work, though. Yeah. All the different headlines saying oh, he's a gunman. He's a gunman. And right. they, at least Joe Biden was willing to say this was an act of terror. He didn't say what kind of terror. He said he couldn't be sure. But well, here's here's the next bit. We have we have another clip. They he kept talking to reporters, and he looks terrible. He looks absolutely terrible. Joe Biden, fading fast, as we said. Joe Biden told the reporters that he wouldn't say why the synagogue was targeted, again suggesting this was somehow random. Mr. Russo, let play
3: cut number four. Do you know why he targeted- well, no, I don't. We don't have, I, I don't think there is sufficient information to know about uh, why he targeted that synagogue, why he insisted on the release of someone who's been in prison for over uh, 10 years, why he was engaged, why he was uh, using anti-Semitic and anti-Israeli comments. Uh, I, 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 we just don't have enough facts.
1: We don't know why. We now, don't know why he was say We don't have things. enough facts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why would he use anti-Israeli language? Why would he use anti-Semitic comments?
1: Do you think people why would ever go
0: to the synagogue?
1: Do you think people ever went to Hitler and they're like, uh, Adolf, uh, do you do you understand what you're saying, right? And he's like, Yeah, no. He, you know, I think I think we saw you know why he was saying what he why. was saying, but we don't know why. I don't know why? Yeah.
0: Listen, this is a this is coming from a man who will call anyone a racist if they disagree with his agenda. Yeah. Right. Joe Biden just last week. Said you're either with him or you're with the white supremacists. You're either with him or you're with the racists. And then if you oppose HR1, the uh, so called For the People Act, their attempt to legalize election fraud nationwide, if you oppose that, then you are racist. He's been willing to call everyone who opposes him a racist, but he won't call this guy an Islamic terrorist or an Islamist. He won't call it. And here is a little bit from a press conference at the White House of Peter Ducey asking Jen Psaki about this. Why is it that Biden is so comfortable with calling Republicans racist, but all of a sudden clams up when he's on the spot and has to call this terrorist what he actually is. Mr. Peterson, let's play Cut Five.
1: As you talked about a year ago and working with Republicans, now he is talking about Republicans that don't agree with voting rights. Uh, He's describing them as George Wallace, Bull Connor, and Jefferson Davis. What happened to the guy who, when he was elected, said to make progress, we must stop treating our opponents as our enemy?
3: I think everybody listening to that speech who's speaking on the level, as my mother would say, would note that uh, he was not comparing them as humans. He was comparing the choice uh, to those figures in history and where they're going to position themselves if they, as, a, as they determine whether they're going to support the fundamental right to vote or not. What's that even mean? You
0: either support my bill, or you are the equivalent of Jefferson Davis, the first president of the Confederate States of America. I, I think oh, yeah.
1: we even mentioned about replacing her too. I think that was uh, really? there were some whispers of well, replacing her. I mean, look, when she gets asked a question, his she polling. yeah, right on her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, i the messenger. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the kill the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. No, kill the messenger uh so her like her even when she gets hit with a question you just see like this like smirk go across her face like i don't even believe what i'm saying but let's give it a swing yeah. uh you know it's funny though i think why did he have to go all the way to texas to do this right there are plenty of other states where uh you know legitimate anti-semitic crimes are yeah. totally fine they're totally permissible uh like new york so he could have saved uh, traveling over a thousand miles and just going right to new york uh Uh, Mr. Producer, if you uh, ready, uh, image B3. Now, New York, uh, a combination of states that have uh, allowed these bail rights, uh, bail reform laws. Do you remember Tiffany Harris? Vaguely. Okay, so this was like a clown show of uh, direct anti-Semitic attacks. So Tiffany Harris arraigned on felony hate crimes and released again. She ended up getting released three times. She went out first time, beat up a bunch of Jewish women in the Orthodox community in Brooklyn. Goes in, gets out, goes out, does it again. Third time, she ends up getting arrested, okay? And now she's being held on actual like felony charges. But she did it three times. So here you have an example of a guy that there was every red flag to prevent him from doing so. But the guys that actually, you know, are, are throwing it in the face of the public that that's what they're there to do, like Tiffany Harris and James Polite. Let's just give them another chance. Let's let them keep getting out there until yeah. they they become even more radicalized and go get a box truck and run it through a crowd of people, right? And it's the gun's fault, right? Again, going back to the, the Texas situation, it's the gun's fault. If he could have gotten a hold of the gun, you know, he would have just said, you know, it, 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 is it the, the hate, hateful ideology coupled with a gun or does the guy get a gun in his hand and say, I want to go do something hateful, Right.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like in Europe. Like, oh, we we cannot confirm why the newly admitted Syrian refugee drove a truck through a Christmas market. <laughs> like, yeah, we cannot. Only, only if he had unclear, a gun. Right? Motive <laughs> unclear. Motive unclear. We don't know why. We don't know why. Joe Biden Let's, will call everyone a terrorist. I, I have a. Every, I'm sorry, go ahead no, no, I was just gonna say he's willing to call everyone a terrorist if you step foot. On the National Mall on January 6th, he will he will rip you a new one. He will call you every name in the book. But this guy motive, I'm clear. So the only the the only the only two people he'll defend, apparently, are this terrorist and Rahab's only two people that Joe Biden is unsure about everyone else. He's already has an opinion.
1: So New York, especially towards the end of 2019 into 2020, uh, especially when they were hammering the push for, you know, pandemic uh, rent moratoriums. All of a sudden you see this huge uptick in hate crimes against the Orthodox community in Brooklyn. And the rhetoric was coming out of uh, New York uh, and other states that, you know, it's the landlords, blame the landlords. And now New York, uh, much much of the new development that took place in in Brooklyn and, and these developing boroughs was done by... Uh, some very prominent Hasidic uh, developers. And, you know, they they really changed the face and brought a lot of opportunity to these areas. And then all of a sudden you just start seeing, I mean, it was several every day for a good six months in New York of these guys just getting bludgeoned. Uh, But, again, nothing was done. Nothing was done about that. Do you want to know why I think nothing was done? Uh, The Orthodox community, the Hasidic community in Brooklyn, actually, I think they're the highest conservative voting demographic or community in the country, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Producer, if you pull up image B4, and we'll show you an example of real anti Semitism. The cut? Cut B4, yep. Yeah. Now, anti Semitic attacks are rattling the Jewish community in Brooklyn. Men chased and punched Jewish. Jewish teens on the street. And in another case, they circled people while yelling anti Semitic slurs at them, sending the victims running into a nearby synagogue for safety in Borough Park yesterday. The attacks happening during the Sabbath, the holiest day of the week for Jewish people. And they come just a day after a Jewish man was beaten in Times Square by people taking part in a pro Palestinian protest. News 4's Adam Harding is live in Borough Park with the new information on these attacks. And Adam police believe the same group is responsible for multiple attacks here. That's right, gilma And tonight both cases are being investigated as possible hate crimes tonight can you, the can NYPD you it?
0: saying possible. they will step up their-
1: possible hate possible. crimes. Yeah. Guys beating a guy on the floor with a Palestinian flag. Possible hate crimes, yeah. right?
0: Possible possible hate crimes. let yeah. take a break real quick to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by air Met care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you need to go to a hospital by air. We don't get to decide how, we, how when, and where we have to go to the hospital, but you'd be surprised at how many people actually have to be airlifted. It's not just people who fall off the side of a mountain or get lost in the wilderness. You'd be shocked to learn just how many people in the suburbs and even in the cities have to be airlifted just because of traffic. I mean, the, where you're in a hospital, you need to go to another hospital for a procedure, and the traffic is a nightmare, so they airlift you. That's expensive, and your insurance will not want to cover it. Well, when you sign up with Air AirMedCare Network, using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. It's going to start at just $85 for one year, and that's going to cover your entire household. You, your spouse, and your household. It's a little bit less if you are um, retired and it's just you and your spouse. But $85 for one year, less by, per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus for our listeners, when you go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and you use promo code daily, they're going to give you money back, free money up to $50 back. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to protect your family, protect your household, and get some free money back. Also going to remind everyone, we are on Rumble, and if you want to h- donate to the show, you can donate through the Rumble Rants. That's a little um, icon at the bottom of the live chat. It's a little bag of money. Click that. You can donate to the show, and you can um, get your, your comment a little bit more prominent to make sure that we see it and it doesn't get lost in scrolling so please if, if you can do donate to us on rumble rants so here's what well, they're talking about this oh it may be a hate crime listen I, I i get it there's anti-semitism at the basis of this right but could you imagine right if the if the attack on the olympics the munich olympics can you imagine if they if they ran that back in the day as oh it was an anti-semitic attack no it was it was obvious what it was it was terrorism Right, yeah, yeah, there's elements of anti-Semitism in it, but usually when someone uh, subscribes to the philosophy of death to Israel, you don't usually just brand that as anti-Semitism. right? Anti-Semitism is the belief that oh, you know, the Jews control everything, Jews control Hollywood, all oh, the Rothschilds, right? I mean, th- there's different degrees of it, but when you are when you want death to Israel, that goes a little bit further than anti-Semitism. They use the term anti-Semitism to try and drag it into and conflate it with white supremacists, with, with conservatism, which is ridiculous. Because as Jake just said, the Orthodox community in New York are almost entirely conservative voters, right? They do this to muddy the waters. And here is a ridiculous article I saw on CNN. If we put up Image 11, Mr. Producer? CNN asked the question, Jewish communities across the U.S. on a heightened alert after Texas standoff, is our community under attack again? Listen, I I, I love Jewish people. I love the Jewish people. I have tons of friends and family who are Jewish. Um, if you are Jewish, your entire story, your entire narrative, your collective narrative, Is that you are constantly being persecuted, constantly being attacked. Unfortunately, we live in a world where Jews are always under attack. So if you are in a synagogue and you're wondering, are we under attack again? It gives me no pleasure to remind them that the attacks never stopped. Right? They are still chanting death to Israel in the streets of Tehran. There are still terrorists trying to kill as many Jews as possible, but they're trying to create this narrative that like, listen, this guy, one guy flew into the United States from the UK and decided to take a bunch of Jews in a synagogue hostage. There is no greater threat that we know of, right? So <laughs> rather than think that there is a terrorist around every corner, we should ask Joe Biden what he's doing to stop these terrorists from entering the country. Because that's how you keep these, these communities safe. It's not the MAGA hats who are going and holding Jews hostage on the Sabbath. This is an issue of immigration. This is an issue of customs. Are we under? Uh, uh, we're worried. Are we under attack again? I don't know. Ask Joe Biden. How he he increased the number of refugee re readmi- admissions into the United States this year during an active pandemic. He is bringing more refugees into the country. Ask him. Are we under attack again? Because it always seems to happen under democrat presidents but no it, it's us it's the conservatives it's the white supremacists it's a domestic threat even though this guy was a foreigner that's funny if you if, if you, if you an excessive
1: if you google my name the articles and the associated images that come up on google are ridiculous right uh many hyperlinks to neo-nazi fascist you know Things right, you know, s- you know, stop the stop the far right. Here's a perfect example. I have pictures that link to articles, right? So you search my name on Google Image, and it gives you like recommended images. I have pictures uh, that go get linked to my name of like Third Reich speeches and like the KKK marching, you know, with Confederate flags and all of these things. All of these ridiculously, I mean, try finding a job when you have to be like, yeah, uh, could you, uh, could you explain? Not search me. Could you explain this article? Look, I was on a Zoom interview once and it was going great, right? And the woman is like, mm-hmm. And then I could just see it in her face. Like I, I see her get on her computer. She types a search and she's just like, you know, staring at the screen. And so you look at how quick they will be to jump on something like that. And that's that's a firsthand experience. But this, I mean, there's not, you Google image this guy, there's, nothing's going to show up when it comes to linking him to, you know, Extremism or anything or uh, uh, neo Nazis, right?
0: Oh no, no, nothing. Nothing will show up. They'll they'll probably memory hole this. I mean, listen. The the family, this woman, this this Afia Sadiqi, they are now mad. They're mad because they think that the media is now dragging their family through the mud. Well, no, (laughs) this woman tried to kill a bunch of Americans and she's in prison. And then this is what gets me about about Biden. Biden takes money from care. Biden speaks at care events. Care has advocated for this woman's release, even though she killed Americans. And he's up there saying, well, we don't really know the motive of why anyone would possibly advocate the release of this terrorist woman who's been in prison for 10 years. He doesn't seem to be asking that question when he's at a care event. He doesn't seem to be asking that question when he's fundraising from care supporters, right? So it, it's it's all it's all a game. It, it's all theater, right? I'm surprised I mean, he we, didn't answer questions.
1: Are we surprised? AOC, Sarsour, uh, what's the the uh, the uh, the one from uh, Talib, right? Rashida Talib, uh, Ilhan Ilhan Omar, the one that you know laughed and bragged about how much she learned from her professor when he'd uh, you know talk about Al Qaeda, right? And uh, so you had the entire defund or boycott Israel movement being facilitated by these politicians, and then the byproduct of that rhetoric is what you see in New York, what you have seen in multiple instances across the country, and then as soon as something like this happens, you know it's like oh well we can't really we can't really link this back to the uh, to Trump so. You know, let's uh, let's defend them. And what does it do? It just further radicalizes and motivates anyone that is looking to be radicalized. Because they get away with it. I mean, we direct, you know, 1940s Germany. It was turn off the bank accounts of the Jews. Don't shop at their stores, right? And it's become mainstream now. From the from the very same establishment that's saying it's a right wing problem. They're the ones from the pulpit that have been shouting and saying. Boycott Israel. Strangle them out. You know, don't shop at their businesses, yes, don't buy their products. Uh, best yeah. Yep. Mind blowing.
0: It really is. So I oh I, I, I think they're probably gonna let this 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 die because literally as as we said, this terrorist is dead. I thought it was interesting that the FBI claimed credit for rescuing the hostage, but apparently they didn't. Apparently the hostages got out. On their own, and the, the FBI rabbi. didn't actually get them. Out. Yeah, the rabbi, rabbi right threw a chair at the guy. Yeah, so I mean, I, obviously the FBI smoked him; he's gone. But I thought it was really an, the other interesting bit of this was in the midst of all of this misinformation, midst of all of this covering up for their true intentions. Like, oh, motive's unclear. The FBI also lied about who actually got them out, who actually helped them escape. Um. So I, I just think it's it's pretty interesting that they're they're taking credit for something they technically didn't do, but then again, that shouldn't be that surprising given what we just talked about. As we wrap up, Jake, can I give you the final word on this?
1: Final word, uh, actually, I, I, I messaged Gavin McGuinness uh, last night, uh, so I'm looking forward to this one. We can you know have a, the insight of a real domestic terrorist, an extremist on the show shortly, uh, so. Do stay tuned in the very, very near future. We're going to have uh, the, the Fuhrer himself, Mr. Gavin McGinnis, come on.
0: The founder of the Proud Boys when it was founder just a drinking The founder
1: of Hipsterdom. Cup. The founder of Vice News.
0: I'm that so should excited. be a fun yeah. one. I am so excited. That should be a fun one. I'm actually made. Zach, it's still I can, alive. I, I can hear in your voice, Zach, the your excitement? voice is dripping with excitement.
3: Mm-hmm. No,
0: I really am. Like, like... I'm, a, I'm a fanboy. I, really... <laughs> I know, I know, but you just came on you're like I am so excited. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'll
3: work on my inflections.
0: No, 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 no. You just internalize the excitement. It's fine. Some people are outward facing. Some people like to internalize it. Everyone, Zach is very excited. <laughs> so that's gonna be coming soon. We're just gonna work out all the details, but we should have him on the show, um, relatively soon. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio edition. I can't stress this enough. That is how we prove the numbers. Uh, That's how we're able to prove the numbers to advertisers. It's very important that you download and subscribe to the podcast. You can can do so by going to Apple Podcasts. That's the number one. Um, And if you do go on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star review. Very, very important. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible We go live Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so tune in for that. And if you need a little reminder, you subscribe to our text alerts by texting the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get a text alert telling you what we're talking about and then how, when, and where you can watch. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire.
1: And I'm Jake Frejo.
0: Remember, everyone, the fight isn't over yet but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together zach's so excited he's getting a little trigger happy uh, with he's the outro. shaking yeah he's uh, shaking. excitement excitement <laughs> all right everyone see you later see ya